Happy 2020, friend. I am super excited to be chatting with you today about a restaurant marketing plan. The goal here is to work together, come up with a plan to grow our sales in 2020. And I want to remind you about a very famous quote by Thomas Jefferson, where he says, if you want something you have never had, you must be willing to do something you have never done. So we're going to be planning our 2020 together here on this show and know that be open. We we may need to be doing things that we've never done before and that is difficult partly because it's time consuming and learning new things and we won't know for sure if it's going to work until we put it into practice, right? You know how that works. So uh, I'm excited for this year for you and for our restaurants as well. And I'm excited to be sharing with you this free restaurant marketing planner. If you would like to get your hands on the PDF, it is freely available to you. I'm going to have the link down below in the show notes, the description area, and you can check it out. This show is going to be on YouTube as well as on all podcast platforms to make sure that you have access to it, whichever format you would like. Now, by the end of this um, session, by the end of the show, you are going to have a good plan. You're going to have your projects for all your four quarters. We're going to over, go, going to go over 11 different sections. Um, I'd like you to block your time for two hours to go through this. It'll be worth it. Uh, hopefully, it'll result in hundreds of thousands of dollars this year for you in sales, which is my goal. All right. So let's get into it. Um, I don't know if you've known me, but my name is Hingham. My husband and I, we own a couple of restaurants in the San Antonio area. We are very passionate about helping fellow restaurant owners own and run a profitable restaurant that does not run them and that does not own them. That is, has been our passion for our restaurants, right? We wanted, have always all along wanted to own a profitable restaurant that doesn't own us. We have three young children and uh, the youngest is two and all oh, this is eight. So we have young children we want to spend time with. I don't know which boat you're in, but that is what the boat we're in. That is our goal. So um, if you're new here, uh, I'd appreciate it if you subscribe to the show. Again, we're on YouTube as well as on all podcast platforms. Okay, this is what we're going to be doing. I'd like you to block two hours on your calendar to go through this workbook. Okay, it will be well worth it. I'm going to have this on YouTube. I'm going to have the link to the YouTube if you're um, listening to this on the podcast. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to have the link to the podcast, depending on how you like to consume content. Um, if you uh, want the workbook, grab it uh, down there as well in the description below. This episode is sponsored by Making Dough Texting. We here, as part of our Making Dough show, are part of incorporation, our uh, making dough Inc. We do provide also text texting service for restaurants. It is effective and it is affordable. If you need help with that, send us an email to team at making show.com. I will be delighted to help you with that. Okay. Now let's get into it. This is going to be a lot of numbers. I hope you're ready. The first section we're going to dig into our numbers from last year. In order for us to set good sales projections coming up in 2020, we do need to know and observe what our sales were for this last year, for 2019. And the way we're going to do that, obviously, is your total gross sales for 2019. You should be able to extract that data very easily from your POS system. That's one. You're going to write that in your planner. As well, we're going to extract data month 
by month, January 2019, February 2019, one by one, what were the sales for those months? The reason is because, for instance, for us, what we like to do is set a percentage that's going to be our sales growth projection. We always shoot for two digits, so minimum is going to be 10%. So if we're going to have a minimum of 10% sales growth from 2019, 19, then it's going to, we're going to look at it. What's going to be January? What was January 2019? And what with a 10% increase, what should our sales be in January of 2020? This is incredibly important because that's going to determine, okay, well, if the sales for the January 2020 is going to be X, then what are going to be our marketing initiatives? How many new customers do we need to acquire? How many more repeat business do we need to put in place? So you, are always going to reverse engineer from a sales goal. So the first talk is always going to be, again, when we're planning our next year, um, all of this is for us to grow our sales, right? So please make some time and fill out this section on your planner. And uh, we're going to get that. Next, this is incredibly important. We talk about this, the next section, our section number two, is doing a SWOT analysis of your restaurant. Now, this is a marketing planner. So I'd like you to do a SWOT analysis of the marketing of your restaurant. So what do I mean by that is that you need to observe every single marketing initiative you currently have in your restaurant. What are the strengths? What are the weaknesses, opportunities, and threats when it comes to your marketing system? Hopefully by now you do have a marketing system in place where you're like, these are the things we do to acquire new customers. These are the things we do to get repeat business. These are, you know, all of that. You hopefully have a marketing system, particularly for your operations. We're going to look at your strengths. When it comes to the marketing of your restaurant, what are your strengths? Maybe it's your online presence. Maybe it's your online reviews. You have a great reputation online. Maybe it's your content marketing. Uh, maybe it's your Instagram presence. I don't know. Write those things down on this section of your SWOT analysis. Then it's going to be your weakness. What are some of the aspects that you would say when it comes to marketing your restaurant is a weakness? Do you have not maximized all the opportunities that you have? For example, you're like, I think, you know, a lot of people are on TikTok and we're not present on TikTok. Maybe that is a weakness that you are considering, right? Or maybe your uh, content strategy has gone a little bit stale that you've not that is a little bit of our case, right? We created so much content in the last, <clears throat> you know, three years, created a lot of videos and promotions for different holidays that I've not created new content in the last six months. So to me, that is one of our weaknesses and equally one of our opportunities to maximize in 2020. So take a minute, write down what are some of the weaknesses. Next, we're going to talk about some of the opportunities that are in place that you think, oh, wow, it'll be great. It's a great opportunity to maximize that, right? Um, for example, you're like, you know, Facebook Live is still very hot. Maybe that's an opportunity for us to once a week go live or Facebook groups, you know, which you may hear me all the time talk about on this show. It is free and it still works very well. So that may be an opportunity to explore. Maybe some partnerships that you can put in place that's a great opportunity um, to work with Maybe your local realtors to um, have them send you referrals. That's a great opportunity that you can maximize. Just brain dump all the possible opportunities you see in 2020 um, in this section. 
in the future, as we go on here, we're going to turn some of these opportunities into projects. That's going to make sure that the project is going to have a timeline. It's going to have a project manager. It's going to have specifications to make sure that we are adding this into our marketing system. Last but not least, we're going to be talking about some of the threats. When it comes to your marketing systems and your marketing initiatives that you have currently for your restaurant, what are some of the threats that you see? <clears throat> One of the things that, for example, for us is like, you know, in the first you know few years, we put so much effort into Facebook that we may have a large following, but the organic reach is really low uh, on Facebook, as you know. That is a threat, for example. Maybe something that you had gone all in is no longer working. This is a section that you want to spend time to identify uh, that. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Another one is maybe email marketing. One is Another one is for us a threat. I feel like I uh, put an enormous amount of time into creating a email marketing system that we are able to schedule out for the whole quarter, which is how I do things. We batch, create things, and schedule and automate things. And when it comes to this particular case for our email marketing, for example, I feel like it's gone a little bit stale. Our email marketing is not as effective. And to me, it's a threat because we have thousands and thousands of emails. So that is something that we do need to work on and figure out how we're going to maximize. Now, once we're done with our SWOT analysis, it is time to look at our budget. And we're going to look at our 2019. We're going to look up what were our ad money spent what were all the marketing costs that you spent or investments uh, for your marketing in 2019? Um, we're going to divide that into pieces like what would your ad, ad money? Maybe you spend money on Facebook. Maybe you did print costs. Part of the print is like if you do print uh, to-go menus, that is, I mean, I don't know where you would put that. To me, it is a marketing cost because it's an initiative for marketing. If you did any mailers, Another one is software cost. So for instance, for us, you know, we have multiple software that we use for our marketing. And I am pro systems and automation in software helps with that. One being MailChimp. Now MailChimp is the software we use for our email marketing. Currently that's costing me about $160 a month for that one. We also use like ManyChat for messenger bot stuff. That's like currently I pay him like 10 bucks a month for that one. I also use a uh, social media scheduling software, like a platform, it's called later.com is the one I use. And last but not least, we also have a uh, text message marketing uh, platform that we use that, as you know, we're very adamant about, again, using that for your restaurant. And if you need help with that, we'd be happy to help. So those are some of the software costs that we do spend when it comes to our marketing. Do you currently use any marketing agency? I know some people use like a, social media, whatever agencies to schedule for them. All of that is part of your marketing cost. Another one is sponsorships. Do you sponsor any, in 2019, what would all of your sponsorships, right? Maybe you do host fundraisers and you donate money at the end of the night to different nonprofits or schools and what have you in your community. Write that down. What was that collectively for your 2019? Food donations. We do a lot of food drops as part of our marketing initiative. We have, in fact, a team member dedicated to this to make sure if this happens. We visit around 120 businesses uh, on average for both of our locations per month. We drop food, pizzas, we do brownies, different stuff like that. If you 
host any in-store events, maybe you do beer, uh, tasting event, different stuff. That's also if you spend money on some of the, I don't know, decor or just arranging this thing and the marketing for it, that is a cost to consider. Content creation is another one. If you paid for a photographer to come out or if you have any, anyways, that's part of that. Another thing we do have, which we paid for a couple years that we're going to chop this year is a highway sign. Um, highway sign is having, you know, the logo of our restaurant and on a highway sign. You know what I mean? You see that all the time on, by the interstate that was costing us around $350 a month. And we are choosing to stop that this year, for example, but this, this is all part of your, uh, marketing money budget. And in order for us to set a realistic budget to reach your 2020 goals, we do need to look up again, what was your budget for 2019 and what's going to be your budget for 2020 in the planner. I do have a pie chart for you. Um, sometimes it is good to kind of see the allocation of your budget in a visual way where you're able to see, Oh, you know, a quarter of my budget is going to this. Is this really necessary? You know, things like that, you know, for you to visually be able to see one of the things I wanted to caution you is that marketing is an investment and it, if it's not, if it's a cost, that means it's costing you money and not making you money. You're doing it wrong. Those things need to be put on the chopping block and chopped out. Do you know what I mean? Investment is that it's going to have a return on the investment. That's how we need to view our marketing always. I wanted to tell you as well, a lot of restaurants maybe dedicate one to 3% on their marketing. When I did of their gross sales, they dedicate that to their marketing. One of the things that I discovered for our restaurants is that it seems like we're currently spending half a percent, half a 1%, half a percent of our gross sales is what I spent last year on our marketing of all the stuff that I'm mentioning you, including the highway sign, which was incredibly expensive and all of that. So I think we're going to change that this next year. We're going to spend a little bit more, mo uh, more money on our marketing in order to make sure we hit our sales goal. In the next section, we're going to be assessing your marketing system. This was adapted from Howard Partridge and Zig Ziglar's business assessment. I'm going to remind you about a quote, and that is the lack of clarity creates chaos and frustration. In order for us to properly plan our 2020, particularly when it comes to our marketing, it is incredibly important for us to have clarity as to what has worked, what's not working, and kind of assessing what we currently have when it comes to our marketing system. So I'm going to go over this with you. There are 10 questions when it comes to assessing your marketing system. And I'd like you to rate your restaurant on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being excellent and 1 being poor. So the first question is, I am very happy with our restaurant's consistent sales growth. So rate your restaurant marketing and sales on a scale of one to 10. How happy are you with your consistent sales growth? The second question is, we have a strategic system in place to respond to our online reviews. Do you have a strategic system? Yes or no, on the scale of one to 10. The next one is we have a pricing strategy that is profitable. This one, we scored very low because it turns out we have not increased as much as I preach about it. We did not increase our prices in the last year and the food cost was kind of higher and this and this and that and affected us negatively. So we did poor on that. And I'm, you betcha I'm going to make sure this changes. Obviously, we're increasing prices, 
but having a strategy and a system in place. So we are revisiting this every year. So your pricing strategy. The next question is that, again, on a scale of one to 10, rating your marketing system that we systematically and consistently capture phone numbers and emails of our customers. This in 2020 is going to be incredibly important, friend, as social media shift going into TikTok and Facebook being a little bit irrelevant around here. And who knows what's going to be with Instagram, maybe in a few years, it's going to be similar to Facebook. Granted, they're owned by the same um, company. Obviously, it is critical for you and me to have systems in place where we are consistently capturing direct information from our customers. It's their phone numbers, it's their addresses, as well as email addresses. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate where you're at. The next one is that we're consistently marketing to our database via text and email marketing, and that being weekly. So this is incredibly important. If you're not getting in front of your customers every single week in your database, uh, whether it's with email marketing and text message marketing weekly, um, there is tremendous opportunity in, in helping you grow your sales because this is a really easy conversion. These are people who've already liked your food. They've been to your restaurant. It is going to be seven times cheaper to get somebody who already is familiar with your brand and with your restaurant to come check your restaurant out than getting a new customer, right? We talk about that all the time on this show. So on a scale of one to 10, where are you at? Next one is we have a strategic content marketing strategy on social media. Um, again, that strategy needs to shift sadly, quite often. So where are you at? Do you think that there's tremendous opportunity and how you scoring yourself? Maybe it's a five, maybe it's an eight. Um, please score yourself there on the planner. The next one is we track our marketing efforts and measure the return on investment, the ROI, right? I talk to many restaurant owners. We really don't know we lack clarity as to if something is working or it's not working if we're not tracking the results, if we're not revisiting it, which leads me to another uh, point in, in this assessment is that with your management team, which is our last point on the uh, on this assessment, is that with your management team, you need to revisit and review all your marketing efforts, your initiatives and your sales, what's selling, what's not selling on a weekly basis. If you're not, you really are not going to know what's working and what's not working. And maybe you're throwing spaghetti at the wall and you know that's just going to create a lot of mess, right? And nobody wants that mess. So scale your marketing system again. That you, How are you doing in terms of tracking your marketing efforts and measuring the return on your investment? The next one is that on a scale of 1 to 10, do you have a written and posted marketing promotional calendar for the whole year? You have it written maybe somewhere. Is your team aware of it? Is it posted? Now, I do have that one for our restaurants. It's not maybe posted on the wall for the whole team to know because they don't handle this aspect of it. But we have something like that. I've mapped it out for the whole year, which makes life so much easier. So again, for your restaurant operations, on a scale of 1 to 10, where are you at? The next one is our website clearly communicates what we do. Your website is your hub. That's People come in, maybe search for burger near me or pizza near me or what have you. And they come to your online review sites, maybe like Google uh, pages and stuff. And that's why we talked about you need to have a 
strategic system in place for your online reviews. And we have a lot of different episodes on that here on this show, freely available to you. I also have a free guide for you in our resource section. You can get on our website on how to respond uh, to online reviews and all of that jazz. But know that your website, people come in and they want to understand who you are, what's special about you and your operations. You need to give them reasons for them to come check your restaurant out. So again, on a scale of one to 10, where are you when it comes to this? Are there opportunities that you can work on and improve upon this? Last but not least, as I mentioned, it is incredibly important for you to review your numbers. So on a scale of one to 10, how consistently are you meeting with your managers on a weekly basis, reviewing your marketing efforts? Uh, Rate yourself on that as well. So you want to add all of those scores and divide them by 10 and get your marketing system assessment score. I want to be transparent with you and where we're at with our restaurants, my score for our system was 8.2. There's a lot of things we're doing well. There's also still room for growth. One being, as I mentioned, is that our pricing strategy, we did pour on that because we've not done a good job at it this year. Strategy in terms of coming up with a campaign of not just increasing prices, but also increasing the perceived value of your food, not losing customers, coming up with scripts and all of that jazz. That's part of the strategy that's associated with the pricing strategy. The other one, as I mentioned, is our content has gotten a little bit stale. We have not shifted our content marketing strategy in the last six months. That's another area that I'm going to be working on. But one of the things that happens is that when you look at, okay, what should we work on? What's going to be our marketing plan? It is incredibly important for you to assess what's working, what's not working, to identify those weaknesses and those opportunities that we can turn into projects, that we get them done, implement them, and make some dough. In this next section of our 2020 restaurant marketing planner, we're going to go over what's going to be our platform strategy. It is 2020, friend, and you and I need to have a strategy per platform. Ideally, now you can obviously repurpose content, and this isn't it. What I want to go over, I mean, obviously you can do all of that, but the purpose of what I want to talk about today and the planner in particular is you would like, you need to capture per platform what worked in 2019 and what are you going to do different in 2020. And the platforms that I usually go over for our restaurants, at least, is I'm looking at Facebook, I'm looking at Instagram, I'm looking at TikTok, I'm looking at our text message marketing strategy in 2019, I'm looking at our email marketing strategies for 2019, I'm looking at our offline marketing strategies in 2019, what worked, what didn't work, um, and just brain dump it in there in this section on the planner because... Or you can be like, you know, this is all the stuff we did. We posted this many times a day. We did mostly pictures. We did not do as many stories. Just, you know, freestyle this. Get your thoughts, all of that out of your head of when it comes to your 2019. Circle the things that you want to carry over into 2020. You're like, you know what? Um, I think when it comes to Instagram, we're going to post maybe three times a week and post more on our stories. Because again, when it comes to shifting your strategy, sadly, this is kind of how the world we live in, right? We need to shift our strategies. So circle the things that maybe worked well in 2019 that you want to carry over to 2020. 
And in the 2020 section on the planner, what you want to write is, for example, when it comes to Instagram, what are you going to do differently in 2020? Right? What kind of content do you want to create in 2020? You're like, you know what? Maybe we should create more giveaways on our social medias. Maybe we do uh, stories takeover by our team members and we give them free meal every day that one team member takes over and posts a minimum of five stories for the day or something like that. Maybe, um, you know, a TikTok. I don't know if you do have a strategy for that or not. Some restaurants do. We have not. So that's an opportunity for me to look over, be like, if I have the capacity in terms of the time to allocate to figure out the platform, maybe it isn't. So you need, I'm not saying to do everything, but you do need to assess your strategy. What worked, what didn't work for your text message marketing. Are you sending a text every single week to your customer database? Again, there is 98% open rate. We have got to maximize that and be in front of our customers. When you know that again, 98% of people who receive your text open your texts. Email marketing, are you sending that every single week? You know what I mean? You, you and I can't afford slacking off on these things. Offline marketing, maybe you're like, we've been doing sponsoring little leagues over here. Maybe we don't want to do that anymore in 2020. Maybe we do more spirit nights. Maybe we do more partnerships with local businesses, which you know I am very pro uh, as well for our restaurants. Write down what worked and what you are going to do different in 2020. What may happen even for you is like, uh, wait a minute, we don't actually have a strategy that I can put on paper. We're just posting stuff. I don't actually have a strategy for this. Or, you know, our promotions when it comes to our emails, I'm not sending one a week. I'm randomly sending maybe one a month or as we get around to when whenever have an event, right? We don't have this scheduled out right? That's going to be another thing that's going to give you clarity. Like, you know what? We need to change that. We need to have an actual strategy. We need to track what's working and what's not working. And so that's going to be this section of the planner that is going to be taking you a little bit of time, but I promise you the clarity is going to be freeing and is going to give you direction going into 2020. It is incredibly important to have that. And the next section of a restaurant marketing planner for 2020 we're going to assess the different marketing tactics that you would like to try or maybe you've been doing for 2019 and you want to carry over to 2020. And that is, what are going to be your tactics to acquire new customers? What are going to be your tactics to increase your repeat business? And what are going to be some of the ways that you're going to increase your average ticket? I really like to distinguish between these three because one of the things I want to know is of all the stuff we're doing, maybe we're very focused. If I have like seven items on our column for acquiring new customers and maybe one thing on increasing repeat business, or maybe we're really doing two things to increase average ticket, I see that we're a little bit imbalanced on an unhealthy way. Now, granted, if you're a brand new restaurant, all of your initiatives is going to be focused on acquiring new customers. If you've been in business for a few years, you already have a large database of your customers, then you do need to have some tactics in place in increasing your repeat business. As well, you always need to be working on ways to increase your average ticket. Maybe it's upselling strategies, increasing prices, increasing your perceived value of your food and your operations, right? Um, and when it comes to upselling, you know, that is going to be obviously your servers upselling and then you need to come up, think about uh, trainings in place for that and scripts and role plays. 
Other than that, it's like, how is going to be your content strategy focused on increasing your average ticket, right? Maybe having um, content specifically created for your desserts or for your beers and maybe coming up with specials that is going to increase your average ticket. You know, it's not simple. There are many different tactics that you may put in place for something as simple as increasing your average ticket. But one of the things I want to look at again, where is our balance? Are we unhealthily allocating our energy and not maximizing every opportunity? These are some of the things I'm looking at, right? In order for me to see clarity going into 2020 and for our marketing. So that's very, very important. So write those things down in the planner. At the end of the day, there are only three ways. As you know, the reason we're doing this, there are only three ways to grow your sales. And that is these three ways, getting new customers, increasing your repeat business of those customers and increasing your average ticket. So stay focused, keep things simple. Within each of those, we could go crazy and have a TikTok strategy and bending backwards. But bottom line, it's going to be in one of those things. And I always share this because when it comes to getting new customers versus increasing your repeat business, it's worth repeating. And that is, if you are hypothetically Pizza Hut or Papa John's, do you think that it is easier for Papa John's to simply bring back one of their current customers that already loves their X, Y, and Z pizza combo topping and is already familiar with their menu, already familiar maybe with their online ordering versus converting somebody who's loyal to Pizza Hut and or Domino's or a local pizzeria to convert them into their customers, Papa John's, right? You realize the importance of having initiatives and tactics in place to increasing your repeat business. I hope I'm emphasizing that enough for you because that is so important and it could be tremendous opportunity for you to grow your sales this year, which is our goal. Let's talk about 2020 strategic partnerships that you can put in place to help you and your partner to mutually benefit from this partnership, right? Um, what were some of the partnerships you had in 2019? And you're like, partnerships? What are you talking about, right? If you hosted a fundraiser or a spirit night, you ultimately had a partnership with a local school or a local nonprofit, right? If this is something that maybe you're not thinking again strategically. We try to do this on a regular basis proactively, but I also know that we have tremendous amount of opportunity for 2020. Some of the partnerships that we've tried to make is again with the food drops. As I mentioned, we do around 120, I think it's, I must say 30 to 40 businesses every week that we try to visit personally. We have a team member dedicated to this in the beginning. My husband and I, we did this. Uh, every single day, we just pack some food, you know, before 11 a.m. or maybe between 11 to noon, around 10 to 11 or 11 to noon, go out, visit businesses, shake hands, pass out our menu. Now, in 2020, we're going to do things a little bit different. And that is what, what I'd like us to be able to do is not just get folks to come out for our lunch buffet or for them to, our focus has been always catering, getting businesses to order from us, obviously in bulk, so we can increase our catering business. This next year or in 2020, my goal is to tap into their customer database. And the way we're going to do that is 
maybe, and we have a lot of local dentist friends or orthodontics friends and things like that. I'm going to see if we can give them maybe a $10 gift card to our restaurant and ask them to give it to their customers, maybe a free kid's meal. Um, go into your local orthodontics or there's, you know, we serve a lot of families, so that's a good demographic partnership for us. Yours may be different. Another one I've mentioned hint briefly before, realtors. We can give them in an envelope a good looking like a gift card, welcome to the neighborhood that we can give them to our local realtors at the time of closing to give it to their um, clients that or new home buyers, right? That will cost us nothing but the gift card. If you go the route of using a new, uh, uh, I don't know what's called, um, like welcome wagon, I don't know, you know what I mean? And welcome to the neighborhood kind of programs. You have to pay for the mailer. You have to pay for these services, but you can kind of build some strategic partnership with your local realtor, right? I don't know if you've considered it or not. These are the things that I'm going to be writing down in our 2020 that I'm going to be maximizing way more um, to grow our sales on the ground, right? It is incredibly important for you to have some strategic offline strategies as well as online strategies, right? We need to cover all of our bases because you need thousands of customers. And if you and I want to grow our sales by tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars, we really need to be looking at all of our options. So write some of those things down for 2019. What were some of your strategic partnerships? And going into 2020, what are going to be some of those strategic partnerships that you would like to put in place? Now, going here in 2020, you know that as a local business, as a restaurant operator, we need to have a content strategy in place, right? Just like any business, you know, this is a key element in making sure that we continue to be in front of our customers. There is no way around that. Now, in order to come up with a good 2020 content strategy, it is critical, I'm simply going to remind you, to set some objective first. What is the objective that you want to accomplish? We talk about it on the sh different shows that I've had on this channel. Um about this is that, you know, it's not just to grow your sales, it's to build your brand, make sure that people know that they can if there is an issue with their order, they can come to you directly. And social media is a great opportunity for that. But as part of your content strategy, you need to be thinking about how are you going to build your brand? How are you going to build a community? How are you going to grow your sales? What's going to be your strategy in 2020? And how are you going to allocate your time? How are you going to batch it? I mean, this is a lot of work. I totally get it. And I hope that you subscribe to the show as we dig into a lot of these things this year because we want to work together to make this happen, to make sure you make some dough around here, right? I want to remind you of, of a quote by uh, Coco Chanel, and that is, in order to be irreplaceable, one must always be different. And the reason I'm cautioning you about this is because it is easy for us to look at many other establishments, many other restaurants, what are they doing? And you really don't know behind the scene what's working, what's not working realize what's going to work for you. If you will not have the time to be on five platforms, figure out what are you going to do well. It is better for you to do less, but better and stand out than everybody else. You know what I mean? Maybe you're like, you know what? I really don't have the capacity and the time and the energy to figure out TikTok at this time, right? You have two options. You know, you can be like, you know, I'm not going to focus on that at this time. I'm going to go all in on our Instagram strategy and or our what have you, right? 
you need to choose. You don't need to be everywhere is simply I wanted to say. Another hand, you can always delegate that task. You're like, maybe I can delegate this to a team member to post something on TikTok twice a week or something. But again, that's going to require you figuring out how that platform works. And again, the reason I'm telling you that because I personally, I'm not very familiar with that platform myself, but it is important to have a content strategy. Write down what you can with what you got, what you think is the best. Later, we're going to go over these and you're going to circle different thoughts as they're coming out. You know what I mean? We're going to figure out, you know what, these three things I'm going to focus this year, maybe when it comes to your content strategy, you know, do your best. And in order again, for you to be irreplaceable, it is important to be different. How can you be different um, than everybody else in your community to stand out? Next, we're going to talk about 2020 quarterly promotions. Our, you know, we do set obviously our yearly goal as we went over it, then we break it down into our quarterly goals. And then after quarterly, it goes into obviously our monthly and our weekly. One of the things that we do, at, at least for our restaurants, is that I look at different promotions that we're going to have. So we do have these initiatives, as I mentioned, our email marketing, our text marketing, that is every single week we're sowing these seeds or you know, we our social media strategy is to get people to come in. And again, it goes back to consistently growing our sales. And uh, so we do have a lot of those initiatives in place. Then when it comes to quarterly promotions, because we do have a weekly promotion or a deal that we do have, we call our Feed the Family deal. It goes out every single week. And again, I map it out per quarter. So I do sit once, I plan it out, I schedule it, I automate it, it is done for me. So that's how I do it. But promotions are more like some of the obvious ones, obviously, is like coming up in February, is going to be like Super Bowl or um, Valentine's or you know Easter if you do anything for that or Halloween or these are big promotions that I like to put and divide in every quarter because that way I can be like you know what last year Halloween we did this how can we take it to the next level right how can we what's going to be our content strategy how are we going to three weeks out start promoting it and make it you know make it big bigger than last year right that's the purpose we're going with i've noticed for us is again less is more let if the less is better for for me i try to choose like one promotion per month so that means like three things in each quarter that we're going to go all in maybe we host a beer tasting event or maybe it's a family event and we partner with our painting with a twist uh locally and for them to bring their team out and we throw this whole party to get you know whatever it is Think about your promotions. What are going to be your promotions for each quarter and write them down in your planner. Because again, we're going back to having clarity. You can revisit this planner every single month. Ideally be like, okay, what was my sales goal for this month? Where are we at with different things? Right? So that is kind of is the goal of the planner is something to be revisited. But that's why we write down our promotions. And again, with this mindset of how are we going to make it even bigger than last year? Last but not least, this is kind of for me, this is a huge one. And that is, I look at our, again, we view things as a system. It's not things on their own, like little pieces here and there. I always look at how things are going to work together as part of our marketing system. And a system gives you predictable results, right? That's why I'm saying you need to have an email marketing system or your content strategy needs to be systematized and automated. That is part of having the system. I look at, again, Throughout this planner, we worked together. We looked at our weaknesses. We looked at our opportunities for this next year, right? We looked at a lot of different things. Obviously, we started with the budget. Um, 
we assessed uh, our marketing system. We identified areas uh, that we could uh, focus on to improve upon. We looked at our budget, so we have a money uh, budget allocated to different things that we want to do, right? A platform strategy we put together, and this all is to lead into this last section of the planner, and that is coming up with projects that you're going to be implementing as part of your marketing system. And freedom comes from having a system to get you predictable results. I hope I'm emphasizing that here. That goes into every single aspect of a restaurant operation or any business, right? Uh, which is a huger machine of its own. But I identify what are, based on our opportunities, our weaknesses, what's going to be the projects I'm going to be working on. I usually do like maybe one big project or two big projects per quarter. And for example, I mentioned our email marketing needs to be revamped. So I need to, you know, that is going to be a project for me for Q1, for example, right? Or if I'm talking about our content strategy need, needs to be revamped, although a bit, I need to observe and shift that strategy. It's going to be a quarterly goal for me because we're going to be map out content. We're going to set up the strategy and I'm going to batch create content for the whole quarter. And you are slowing down so you can go faster. That's that's the way it is. So you're able to focus on one thing. And the way I do that, I usually focus on an early morning before a restaurant opens. And again, I'm not involved in operations of our restaurant anymore, but I dedicate maybe two hours a week or one day a week. I spend five hours on this one thing. So by the end of the quarter, we have what we want, you know. So write down the projects based on all the stuff we talked about, friend. You should have a few projects. Write down one or two things that you are going to be focusing on. Now, granted, you work on one project, you finish, you can, you know, and it's still not that quarter yet. You can start another project, you know, nothing's stopping you. But again, it's important to have clarity uh, for us to plan things. It's going to give you so much peace to know that, okay, this quarter or this month, I'm focusing on this one thing. And once it is set up, I can set it up and I can forget about it. Just like, you know, social media or anything like that, you can set it and forget it. That is kind of our goal. Now, I hope that this planner was helpful. This is not to give you all the answers. Your operations is different than our operations. I was just trying to make sure that you are covering all the bases and all the things you need to consider in 2020 to make this successful as the kind of success that you've never seen before, which is my desire for you. I'd love to connect with you and stay in touch you can find us on YouTube or on all podcast channel. I'm hanging out on LinkedIn a bunch. And if this planner was at all helpful in any way, I'd appreciate it if you could either leave us a review on the podcast or just send me an email and let me know. It would make my day. Uh, our email is team at makingdoshow.com. I would love to get to know you. What is your operations? You know, what are you looking into? What are your goals? Um, share it with me. What are some of the insights that you found out from? Uh, the planner that you thought it was interesting. What are some of the partnerships you're going to implement this year? Again, I I would love to get excited with you, hold you accountable. Let's get this done. And with that, we have a lot of work to do, uh, friend, because 2020 is going to be a fantastic year, hopefully for all of us uh, in making a lot of dough. With that, uh, I appreciate your time in tuning in, and I see you next week right here on Making Dough Show. Thank you. Bye-bye.